two, one, one, go. go. All right, I think we nailed that. Okay, I didn't hear you saying it, but <laughs> I mean, you'll be able to like do some mixing and matching, whatever. It's not for yeah, uh, just for funsies, anyways. All right, let me get to a right. hilarious spreadsheet. Funniest spreadsheet ever. All right, so how do we introduce Toga in the morning? I feel like we do it, you know, basically explaining that I did it to annoy my girlfriend. I'll leave that up to you. Um, I, I don't really know what we're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> not to the extent I could explain it to anyone. Okay. I'm not sure we really do. It should be self-evident. <laughs> They're jokes. They're funny. Maybe. I don't know. Right? Well, I'll just jump into a crappy intro. So, three, two, one. Um, Toga in the Morning was begun as part of a seven-year project that I've been involved in to drive my girlfriend crazy. Um, and basically, one morning I started pretending I had a talk show called Toga in the Morning. I had made a toga for myself, um, which I did following instructions from the internet, which are amazing at teaching you how to do things. And basically, I learned how to tie a blanket into a toga and put it on and started putting on a morning show called Toga in the Morning with... It was basically like a Tonight Show, but Bjork is the musical guest leader. She leads the band. And, uh, yeah, basically, you just pretend you're on a morning show, and it's it's a lot of fun. That's what we're going to do here. Um, and we're going to pretend that people are listening until they do. Click. Done. All right, first tip. Nailed it. And from... Nailed it on the first try. Mm-hmm. And from those humble beginnings, this great show was born. I'm your co-host, Sasha Kramer. Nice. Yes. Sasha Kramer, the poor man's Theon Greyjoy. All right, we'll post a picture here on the podcast in a sonic format so that you can all know that my little brother looks just like the poor, man, the poor man's Theon Greyjoy, much like I look like the very, very, very poor man's Hayden Christensen. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um... Truth. <laughs> All right, so let's get right to it, man. The news. The news today. All right? And we'll throw in a jingle right here. The news today. Yeah! News! Um, it won't go like that, because that was terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but, that's gorgeous. No, for now, that'll do. The news today, Sasha, other than the fact that yesterday I killed my first uh, barehanded fly of the summer, where you kill a fly with your bare hands, feels good. Um, gotta get oh, I first thought you kill. killed a fly that had bare hands. I'm, all, I'm always all after the, the mitten fly. <laughs> yeah, it was a fly with the hands of a bear, and I killed it. And you actually get bear claws really easy that way. And you look really cool in the 1870s, you know, um, revenant Native American community. Yet at the same time, all you killed was a fly, just happened to have bare hands. Yeah, and it's easier, too, because they're, they're real bottom-heavy bare-handed flies. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't move as quickly... Definitely an easier snatch right there. You know. But, ooh, if you leave honey out, get their paws all up in that. Yeah. Easier Uh, snatch was actually my nickname in prison. Barehanded fly? No, easier snatch. (laughs) I learn something new about you every day, brother. I know, right? Yeah. That's a miss. So where, where were we again? Where are we beginning this? Um... 
The news. The news today is so good, little brother. Alright? So as as the fans of Toga in the Morning know, Sasha and I are both major aficionados of um, God's medicine, marijuana, which you can all agree is pretty sweet. We thought it was pretty sweet before we even smoked marijuana. I remember like uh, telling uh, Nick, what's his face? What was that kid, that Nick kid's name that like we both wanted to smoke weed, but like when we lived in Moscow, he was the Asian one. Remember, he kicked John Raleigh's ass. He like kneed him in the stomach and then the face. I don't know this person. Uh, yes, yeah, we were friends with him in Moscow. He and I are Facebook friends. I remember reconnecting with him and being surprised that he was a stoner. Weep. Nick. Anyways, um, to, the, to any authorities listening, I'd like to also note that we break a lot of other laws, too. No, and, so and we only allegedly smoke marijuana and think it's great. Um, you know, but some of us more so Don't than Don't you others. say otherwise. You'll be sued. I always like to tell people I meet that, like, you know, my girlfriend doesn't ever smoke weed, and I smoke weed for her and myself and, like, another person, too, probably. But, in the news today... And we can tell this is weed-heavy news. The Democratic National Convention is going to have a concert. It's going to be headlined by, you know, the ideal uh, planet's ambassador to aliens, if they ever show up. Um, I'm, of course, talking about Snoop D-O-double-G, Snoop Dogg. Um, Pretty sure he would be the ideal ambassador to aliens if they ever show up. But he's going to be headlining the Democratic National Convention, which is clearly... You know, this is, uh, what, June 6th, 2016, uh, Hillary Clinton is the presumptive nominee against Donald Trump. Is this real life? It, apparently it is. And also, once again, Snoop Dogg is going to play the Democratic National Convention. Once again, is this real life? Apparently it That's is. That's terrific news. That is absolutely terrific <laughs> news, Grisha. I'd like to say that, uh... Were aliens to visit Earth, I would nominate Pamela Anderson as our ambassador because I I just have a feeling aliens are going to be into tits. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a fair bet, you know. Like, in terms of money on the table, got to take your percentages. Game theory time. I feel like that's a great decision in 1993. You know, <laughs> now it's not quite as great a decision um, as it would have been in 1993. Well, like a fine one. Well, they do and they don't. Um, certainly her, I mean, because then we're going to have to ex- explain Kid Rock to the aliens, and that's not going to be pretty. I mean, even explaining it to anyone. All right. We'll leave her on deck. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, unless he's otherwise incapacitated. Maybe even if he's incapacitated, that would probably be all right. He's still pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like if Snoop Dogg is playing the National Convention, that's part of them, you know, making a play for those younger voters... But if Snoop Dogg's in there, you've got to know weed's wrapped up in that. And maybe they're going to make some kind of announcement, like, if we want all the Bernie voters, what's, like, the one card we could just throw down on the table right now that's in probably, you know, pretty much in keeping with what the American popular opinion right now? You can just be like, hey, we're going to legalize weed. Boom. You'd get a good 70% of those Bernie voters. Probably a lot of those, Ber- you know... Bernie or bust voters, like, 
It's a solid ploy, I'll tell you that. Now, Grisha, do you think he'll smoke weed at the Democratic National Convention? Now, the Snoop Dogg I know and love, I think, is never without, you know. No, he's yeah. always smoking. So, I, I is have, he going to do it on stage? What's your call? I have seen Snoop Dogg on concert, and he does smoke marijuana on stage. Or he smokes stage marijuana on stage, but I would uh, bet that he has a very you know, fancy clause in his contract that says Snoop Dogg is going to smoke Hollywood fake marijuana on stage. Do not come near it or smell it with chemicals, dogs, or anything, or his show will stop, and you'll have wasted $200,000. Oh, really... Yeah, no, it's just... I it's... would just say it's, it's a really good fake, you know. You, can, yeah. you almost can't tell the difference. We've actually looked this up before, because um, when the lottery got big in Virginia, someone was like, how much does it take to get Snoop Dogg to perform? Uh, between one hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand dollars is what a Snoop Dogg performance costs. Judging from his booking agent, I'm sure if you can bargain, you can probably get it wow. down. But it's still, you know, it's still a hefty chunk of change. So they're paying that to get Snoop Dogg to perform. I'm sure his lawyers figured out a long ass time ago how to make sure he can smoke, you know, six blunts an hour all day and go about his business while he's traveling. So that's true. You know, I'm looking at information here, and it says Snoop Dogg is not in jail. So mm -hmm. that checks out what you're saying. It does check out. Um, you know, and it has checked out for the past. You know, whenever the last time Snoop Dogg was in jail, that's how long it's been checking out for. But I think this is exciting news for marijuana smokers because they got to do something, man. She's got to get. She's got to get the Obama coalition together, which is she has all the pieces except young voters and. You know what's going to get us out. Like. That and free college. Yeah, free college, but, like, legalizing weed, come on. I like where your priorities are. <laughs> so looking at our super funny spreadsheet here, I feel like we can, we can move to another segment. Yeah, I like how you're giving the little, the, the, the little listeners a little bit look into the back uh, back side of our uh, wizard curtain. Exactly. That's right. We run this off a spreadsheet. We're humans, just like you. Exactly. Spreadsheeting around. We have spreadsheets, ball sweat, all the things humans have. Half of humans, anyways. Well, there's, well, there's a bunch with... Spades. Yeah, and there's a bunch with ball sweat and no spreadsheets, you know, like there's the Amazon and stuff, so... Gotta be considerate of all those folks. All right, Grisha, now you're pointing your eyeballs at the spreadsheet. What sure are they am. telling you? What's, I don't know, what's what's jumping out at you? We've got a lot of things. We've got things, notes, Grisha's notes in episode one, which I put together, um, you know, without any resistance, which was great. Tacit like, acceptance on my part. Yeah. We can start with fan theory time. Call, call it. But I'm, I'm more let's, excited... Let's do it. Okay, so I'm actually more excited about my Star Wars fan theory than I am about my Game of Thrones theories. I just put Game of Thrones down because it's on my mind, because it's the best work of art ever done, probably. It's, it's on all our audible. Let's hear a Star Wars fan theory. So, my Star Wars fan theory is that Kylo Ren is a Snape-style character. And Kylo Ren worships Darth Vader, but what he worships about Darth Vader is that Darth Vader ended up bringing balance to the Force by killing the Emperor. By not becoming a double agent on purpose, but in a way, becoming a double agent. 
as far as the light science yes. is concerned. And uh, that certainly checks out. It it really does if you if you think about it. All right, so boom. There's other parts of these theory, this theory. There's there's going to be parts that are unpopular. I hope those are those are my favorite parts. Um. So. Kylo Ren. Luke is in on this. That, that's part of my plan. Luke tells Kylo Ren to join with what's-his-face. You know. Uh, Snoke. Yeah, exactly. Anemic Circus, McSnoke. Um, Snoke. And he sends Kylo Ren to Snoke. Kylo Ren is trying to be a Snape character the whole time. He realizes he has to go way further than Luke wanted him to go. And he murders everyone at the Jedi Temple. And that's at the point in the plan where Luke is like, I'm over this plan. It's not going well. And Kylo Ren is still in He went in real deep there. Exactly. And Kylo Ren knows at that point, he's like, okay, I have to kill everyone at the Jedi Temple, but this is the only way I'm going to get this done. You know, because otherwise this guy's not going to believe I'm all dark side. You know, so I gotta go dark side. So he does it. He kills everyone except Rey, who's probably there. I'm sure she's there. You know, she clearly had some Jedi training. Um, she's there. Ren doesn't yes. kill her. Lets her get away. And he is snaping it up the whole time. He even looks like Snape. I mean, let's face it. You know, he's. They've given him the literally the exact same look. He's just like a young, handsomer Snape. Yes, and let's not forget he comes from a distinguished line. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. Of uh, youngling killers, so. Oh. There's certainly precedent set. Precedent set for the youngling killers. And there's scenes where he speaks to Anakin Skywalker's mask. He speaks to the Darth Vader mask. But is he speaking to Darth Vader, the guy who murdered the younglings and the Jedi, or is he speaking to Darth Vader, the guy that killed the Emperor? I think he's speaking to the Emperor. He's saying, I felt the call of the light. I need to convince this guy, Snoke, that I'm legit. I'm real bad. I'm so bad. You know, I'm a bad dude. Look at my hair. Look at how sad I look. It's evident. It's a good point. Exactly. And, and, and I murdered a bunch of Jedi. That too. I look sad, murdered Jedi. You know, he's trying to convince Snoke that he's ready for the part so that at the end, when it's important, he can get there and poke Snoke, you know, right, right in his butthole. The lightsaber. And just get him Gaddafi style. That is ever the point of Star Wars movies, to poke the other side with a lightsaber. Yeah. And, yeah, Gaddafi style was a more terrifying reference than I ever meant to make. It's not like Gangnam style. Yeah, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader knew it if you've seen that first fight scene. (laughs) A lot of poking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was before they discovered good sword fights in the movies. Which, of course, Sasha and I know a lot about. But we'll go over that later. That's a tale for another time. But, basically... Synopsis, Kylo Ren is a Snape character hiding in his dark side role, doing a very convincing job. It's troubling him. He's struggling with it. He's probably going to make it through. And we'll all feel really sorry for him at the end. Cool. That was my, so, my segment of fan theory time. Do you have a segment for fan theory time? Sure, sure don't. <laughs> well... I could probably list any number of Game of Thrones fan theories, but 
where were we? Oh, Star Wars fan theories. I actually did hear a good Star Wars fan theory. Oh, funnily enough. Tell me, tell um, me, tell me. So this concerns uh, probably one of Wars movies. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, not really. Uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. You'll recall it. It's the one with the lava. The lava, yes. So much lava. So, spoiler alert, at the end, Padme dies, but not before giving birth to two beautiful twins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she promptly croaks. And general consensus is that, you know, Anakin choked her out on the landing pad. She got, you know, all, all hurt up. And then got a broken heart when it turned out he was a, a evil, evil person hmm. and probably kicked the bucket, right? And you have that scene with the medical droid saying, yeah, we don't know what's wrong. I don't know we're droids. It's some sort of heart thing. Yeah. Paraphrasing, of course. So that's the general how, I guess, how I viewed the movie. And so I read this theory that was saying that Padme actually wanted to live. Dying of a broken heart isn't really a thing. So the theory is that Palpatine used his force powers to kill her. Wow. With me knowing that there's no way Anakin sighed if Padme was out there somewhere. He knows that he betrayed the Jedi Order mostly for love of her. Without her, how can he ever keep a firm hold on her? But once he does kill her, he slips further into the dark side and further into his grasp. Oh, for sure. Can Palpatine just force murder people from a distance? Because it seemed like he would have no trouble being the Emperor forever until the end of time if that was in his, like, force power wheelhouse, you know? That's a good point. She was perhaps near the point of death, but it is a solid point. Solid counter-argument. He would probably just (laughs) murder the shit out of everyone. (laughs) Like, he really wouldn't have any problems, you know? It'd be like, hey... Did you know that Luke Skywalker is living on his, like, father's home planet and he didn't even change his fucking last name and this is supposed to be, like, a stealthy operation and you can just mind-murder him. Ka-ding. Killed. It's true. However, think about this fact. They're dirt-poor Merster... Merster Furman. They're Merster Grisha. Merster Furman. <laughs> Who knows about that Maybe he doesn't check up on records. And they say he stays away from Tatooine. Bad memories are there. So it's almost like a hiding in plain sight or like more of like a hiding in, in like an outhouse. It's like, you know, I'm not going to go look in the outhouse because it's shit in there, you know? So it's, it's pretty uh, there, clear. There, down in the shit where no one wants to go. It's pretty clear from this example that the Star Wars universe does not have the internet. Like, they've got hyperspeed. They've got probe droids. But if they had the internet... It would be like, hey, me and Luke trying to go pick up power converters at the store, but his dad wouldn't let him. And, like, the Empire would be like, did he say Luke Skywalker? That's... We should probably tell Darth Vader about this. I mean, even if they wouldn't make the connection because they don't know he's Anakin Skywalker, but I feel like, you know, someone would pick up on that if there was an internet in the Star Wars universe. There's clearly not. You know, they've just progressed in another way. Laser swords. Case closed. Case closed. No internet in the Star Wars universe. Mystery solved. (laughs) That's canon. Yeah, that's why they call it canon and not like DSL or something, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> I can only assume you are 100% correct on that last point. So, indeed. Those Thanks. are both fan theories. I think we hit the nail on the head. Off to a strong start here, Grisha. Yeah, and we doubled down We are just Star picking Wars. up ahead of steam. Uh, woe be to anyway. We discovered that Star Wars has no internet, which our many fans will attest to and be excited about. All our many fans are going to be thrilled about that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's at this time that I have to think of our sponsor. Um, Go ahead, Grisha. Yeah, it's called uh, Magic Camp for Male Children. It's the only way to fully ensure sexual abstinence for your male child. You teach him some magic tricks, and we promise you no woman is ever, ever going to touch him. He will not know the scent of a woman. He will not know the sound of a woman. He will not know the touch of a woman. And if you want abstinence, it's really the only way to go. Magic camp. And, you know, we hope he won't make your credit card numbers disappear. It's true, and they say for male children, but I have it on good authority. There are some reliable prostheses. You can slap those on any uh, lady children you got and uh, send them on their way. Maybe do their hair up in some sort of bun or, uh, you know, bowl cut or something. You'll be just fine. Yeah. No, I've seen that. It's called the, the portable. We, we've both seen it. Actually, in fact, now that you mention that, we're actually sponsored by another sponsor. Sponsor. Uh, they're called the Portable Tummy Banana. It, it's a fake um, penis to get your daughter into abstinence camp, or as we call it, magic camp. Um, and basically you just slap, you just lick the suction cup, smack it on her. She's got a fake penis. Um, maybe you don't have to lick the suction cup, but we can get to that point later. And then basically, you know, it's... I'd rather not. It's, it's what we call a detachable, detachable tummy banana. And it's great. You get your daughter into magic camp. She learns magic magic tricks. No one wants to touch her. And abstinence achieved. Her and chastity. guys, they're only nineteen ninety five. You can buy a couple. You know, wear one yourself. Show her. Hey, it's cool. Get yeah. Thing. Don't worry about it. Don't say you're a lady. You're a man yeah. for the next week. And right now, You'll be fine. Right now, we're working on other models, but they're only ten inches long, and they only come in black. But. Tummy Bananas. It's a great sponsor. Uh, we're really glad for their support. I know our fans have said the Tummy Bananas are great. That they love them. Sounds like possibly they're less of a sponsor. They're more of a side business that we're just going to you know, tell you about right now. I mean, you know, we may have some shareholdings. Synergy, Grisha. Exactly. Synergy. No, more in, powerful than all of us. In, in Tummy Banana Incorporated, you know, we might own all of the shares or half of them whatever well, makes the listeners more excited really our many listeners whatever whatever percentage share excites you yeah imagine we said that I know so I'm excited uh, to move on to our next segment uh, Thunder Qualified Movie Reviews um, which is where the Thunder Qualified that being Sasha and I um, review movies because you know we look like less handsome versions of some of the dudes that are in TV and sometimes movies. So, I think we're qualified. Yeah, and more handsome than those reviewing them. I'll go ahead and say that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing boy. to stick my flag there. Yep. Yep, the red-haired Theon Greyjoy takes his flag right there. <laughs> kind of handsome dudes reviewing movies. For those Here listeners of, uh, that, that can't hear how sexy a man is through a microphone... 
because they're not deaf and they're not Ray Charles. It's like how he would feel a wrist, but he would just do it. He would be able to tell. My brother looks like Theon Greyjoy, but like 8% less handsome, but still, it's still, it's working for him. But he has red hair, so it's it's also not. Quick working. update on that, Grisha. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it's not working great. Okay. Well, if that's not working, I need to change. Okay. Maybe next week we'll do a makeover. <laughs> that's great. I just discovered a new haircut that I really like that I can tell a Chinese barber to give me for twelve dollars. You still get a straight razor shave. Boom. Potential slavery. That's right. I'm not even gonna ask how you knew their ethnicity. Hmm. Uh, it's called Chunks Barbershop. Like, they weren't really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you need? What more do you need? So, as you know, the clearly is your last fun- name Chong, you're Chinese to me. You know, could be from Taiwan. One Chinese state actor, Tommy Chong, can verify that. <laughs> Yep, I'm sure he will when we call him. So, Grisha, what movie are we reviewing this week? Well, the only thing that I put down, and you didn't contest it, was Batman vs. Superman. Um, which I'm I'd like seeing... to point out that you actually wrote down Batman vs. Yeah. Which movie are we reviewing? I'm up for either, frankly. <laughs> That's funny, because I wrote Batman vs. Superman and Batman vs. Superman. Um, thus making a joke and then another joke because the movie was a big fucking joke. Um, but now here's a, uh, I'm going to do a little aside to listener, Grisha. Now you know this because you're an audio recording professional, but you ever making podcasts at home? Probably don't drum on the table. Huh? Not great for sound. No, it's the more uh, you know. it is great for the spirit, but it's terrible for sound. You make a good point. So, Batman versus Superman. Now, Grisha, unlike a lot of movies we review on here, I've actually seen this movie. How about you? I have seen it. Um, I watched it in a movie theater um, on camera, and it was... <laughs> on camera? You filmed yourself once. <laughs> that's, that's next level movie reviewing, Grisha. Well, we're, we're, we're breaking molds here. No, actually, you're not just uh, watching it like, like they filmed it earlier on camera. That's what I was trying to point out to you. Um, I'm sure you oh, didn't know that. That's okay. fine. But my mistake. Yeah, they're not like they're not behind the the screen, you know, prancing about in their in their in their capes and whatnot. Like, well, can you can you know that for sure, Grisha? You don't see them. That's true. And but they might be doing back there, making noises with their mouths, flying around. I mean, yeah, there, there might be exactly as many Ben Afflecks as there are movie theaters showing his film. Whoa. We're losing audio here. Things are going awry. I've totally lost you. Alright, I'm going to go pee and see if this fixes itself. Is anybody out there? 
Alright, I thought I'd lost you. Nope, you're gone. Yeah, I thought you I'd lost you too, but yet here you are again. Oh, feel yeah. so much better now. Don't we all feel so much warmer so, inside? I feel so much warmer inside. Do you have a video right now? Can you see what, what's going on right here? Oh, uh, no, I just see your frozen face. Oh, your face it's, is frozen as well. Frozen in time, frozen in gesture, frozen in RAM. All the things we all know. No, I suspect it's your internet, but hey... I don't need to be casting dispersions on any decent internet companies out there. I say we get to the movie reviewing. Or let these five gentlemen do it. Exactly. And us seven gentlemen will step gently off stage. There is absolutely no reason for anyone on this podcast to slander the terrible, horrifying scum of the fucking earth that must run the company's CenturyLink that is the worst internet company that has ever existed since the beginning of time, and I hope they all die horrible, horrible deaths. Alright, yeah. Well, that was wonderful. We're back here at Toga in the Morning. I'm your co-host, Sasha Kramer. Yeah, we bear uh, no uh, responsibility for anything our sponsors say, because some of them are terrible. Some of them will just wander on mic during break. Like... One of our sponsors wants to make children into magicians so they won't get laid. That's terrible. No one should be a magician. Yeah. Everyone should get laid. Okay, I'm just saying that. I know our sponsors are probably going to leave us, and we'll have a new sponsor next week. I'm not worried about it. We're podcast rebels. We do what we do. I'd say it's a Grisha Sasha Kramer ticket 2016. No magic. Everyone gets laid. Exactly. I mean, no. Less magic. Let's have some t. Let's have some T-shirts printed up. I'll be the more realistic version of that. Less magic, and a few more people get laid. But really, those are both wins. It's a win-win. Hedging your bets there, smart man. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, what do we even think of this movie? Well, I'll tell you what, Grisha. It delivered everything promised in the title. Yeah, and pretty much everything that happened in the preview, which was pretty much the whole movie. I feel like the biggest problem... Actually, wait. I take that back. I misspoke. The one thing it does not deliver is I don't believe there's any dawns of justice. I'm not sure there are any dawns at all. Now, I could be wrong. I could be misremembering. wasn't keeping careful track. I don't recall any dawns. Although, you know what? At the end, there really might have been when they were fighting that big goddamn monster. Yeah. I think that was just nighttime, though. I'm not sure they showed the dawn, so... Yeah, that was definitely Two and a half nighttime. stars. Yeah, so yeah, there's no dawn in the Dawn of Justice. You know, there's not even a guy named Dawn, so... Or a woman. And in that way, they lied to us. And that's probably why it's so, you know, horribly just uh, reviewed. Everywhere. I think, I think most, most of the reviewers were uh, heavily disappointed in the lack of dawns. Yeah. Now, I personally, um, those of us that don't listen to the podcast regularly, because this is the first episode and you haven't listened to it yet, you know, but our regular listeners will know that I'm just a big whore for everything. Um, I'm really, really easy. Like, I enjoyed the first two Hobbit movies. I kind of enjoyed the third one. It just, you just, you know, I got high before I go to the movies, and they just work on me. So, I thought the movie was alright, but 
Here's my caveat to that. Going into it, all my I brother wanted, just sits back and lets the movie does its work. <laughs> just let the movie do it. its work, and it really works for me, man. You know, I enjoyed the first two Hobbit movies. Like I'm saying, I thought the first one was really good, um, and then the second one, I was like, wait, what's going on here? And the third one, I was like, oh man, he's Peter Jackson, just totally George Lucas these movies. But that that, that sounds like my experience with a Thai prostitute, Grisha. But continue. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's everyone's experience. But, um, you know... Seems all nice at first, and then by the third act, you're like, what is... What's everyone's gender? <laughs> and, and much, you know, that was really the problem with this movie, in a way. Um, you know, is, is, is one of them named Martha? I didn't really get that. I think one of them is, and that's why it affects them so greatly. But... I think it's Batman. Yeah, no, yeah, he's definitely... Yeah, he's a little girl. He's kind of doing Inception as far as secret identities go. Yes, but, okay. But what One level further, it's just unstructured identity space. That's true, but here's, here's my problem. I could see Batman forcing Superman to say that he's a little girl named Martha. Like, kind of like he's the Dr. Cox of Superman's world. But I don't see that going the other way. Like, you're not going to make Batman say that he's a little girl. No. Just saying, if Batman versus Superman was Scrubs and one of them was Dr. Cox, like, that's the only way it could go. Batman is Dr. Cox. But in our going theory, Dr. Cox is secretly Martha. Of course. Yeah, and we knew that all along. But he would, like he would, he would never admit to it. No, and that's why he wants to give everyone's girls' names. Like, that's why he does that to JD all the time. Yeah, see, you know, with all respect to Zack Snyder, see, there's plot holes of plenty in these movies. I'm sure we'll uncover some more as we go. Yeah. Well, this is just one of this one was just lying out there. We just like, we just picked it up. It was just in the street. Exactly. And like, yeah. And like, there's other plot holes. Like, fucking people cannot fly, for fuck's sake. Like, these Superman movies keep falling into that one. Like, every single one does it. You're just watching it. Like, nope, nope, can't fly. Um. <laughs> and, and boy, have I tried. <laughs> I know. You know, I remember making uh, cardboard wings and jumping off the top of the bunk bed and being really disappointed that they did nothing. I was like, oh, damn it. And, and Grisha, Superman does not even have cardboard wings. Let's not forget. And, yeah, and that's also an inaccuracy that's always, you know, ruined it for me. Um, but normal complaints about Superman aside, I enjoyed the movie because it gave me what I wanted from the movie, which was a Hollywood-style representation of the fight from Batman Dark Knight Returns, where Batman defeats Superman in the most epic... Not really in the most epic way possible, but he does it somehow, and you're just like, hooray! And that happened in the I movie. Think, I think this would be a great time to get, just give a quick shout-out to our listeners and tell them, these are spoiler-filled podcasts, so if you've ever consumed media of any kind, any kind. it's going to be spoiled in here yeah, real hard. Badly. But, but yes, I concur. They they fought real good. Uh, punches were thrown. Some some walls got knocked down. It, people got tossed around. There were uh, serious, like, shot homages to The Dark Knight Returns. Like, I know Zack Snyder likes to do that. Um, but just the scene where Batman jumps on Superman and his, like, feet are on his chest. They crash through the top of, like, a building or whatever and then Batman just lands on top of him, it was definitely, like, a frame from the comic book that Zack Snyder put in the movie, which which was cool of him to do. And that was what I wanted from the film, and that was what I got. 
Um, all the other parts were a little silly, but I didn't really expect them to be that good. I did kind of have to take a lot of issue, you know, even as a person that liked the first two Hobbit movies and can apologize for lots of pop culture sins like Justin Bieber and plenty of things, like, if, it's, if there's a 1% chance that he's our enemy, we have to take it as 100% certainty. Does not sound like the words of the world's greatest detective, like, at all. It sounds crazy, and uh, Batman shouldn't be saying it, and that was problematic for me. See, that's where I disagree, Grisha, and I think this this all comes down to game theory, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's a question of, uh, see, mutual deterrence. It's, it's just like a nuclear scenario, you know? You can't just let the other side have nukes and you have no nukes, because probably they're not going to use them. It's not really the question. The question is that if they did decide to use them, if there's that small chance, you're just wiped out. You're like, Zippo, done, Noah, uh, you know, remainder zero. So okay. it, it's a it's a uh, it's not a logical well it, it is logical. But you're the country yeah, without yeah, nukes. You're in the numbers. Yeah, Batman and you, Superman. You Superman's the nuke here, right? Bat pewter. Yeah. But Superman is the nuke here then in this in this analogy because like Batman is not a nuke. Batman's just like you know, he's like a exactly. Yeah, he's a rifle that someone knows how to shoot really well. Okay. Exactly. Well, exactly. it so, still does not... That's, that's what makes the, uh, the, the, the the climax so appealing, Grisha. However... People had a problem with it because uh, the name Martha, sure, it's, it's a coincidence that they both share the mother's name. Mm-hmm. But what's important is that it leads Batman to see Superman not as an alien, but as a person with a mother. Batman's got a mom. Exactly. Batman's got a mom, too. And once they should be friends, Grisha, and they are friends. Yeah, and speaking as an apologist for all things terrible, I... I didn't think that was that bad. That makes sense to me. Batman's thinking about his mom and dad all day long. It's all he thinks about. Someone says his mom's name, and he's like, whoa, wait a second. Like, that made sense to me. Now, Grisha, accepting listeners of this fine program, most people are stupid-ass mouth-breathers. Yeah. With, you know, uh, I, you know uh, ugly old coffee for brains. Exactly. Uh-huh. Your word's not mine, but I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad to be backed up, however hesitantly. Yeah. I'd also like uh, any listeners at home trying to think of doing your own podcast. Here's another tip for you. <laughs> Bathroom breaks beforehand. Pro tip, just for you. Huh? No, because we can pause the sound and cut them out. That's what all the pros do. It's easy. <laughs> Everyone except Joe Rogan, who just brags about he how he's not peeing. He's <laughs> just... Is that a is that a constant feature of Joe Rogan's podcast? Dude, his podcast is like he three hours about the fact that he's not currently urinating. Yep, because his podcast is three hours long, so most other people have to pee. But you know, he does it all the time, I guess, and and doesn't drink enough water, so he's yeah. They'll go to the bathroom. And he's like, "What a pussy." That sounds unhealthy, and I'm worried for him. <laughs> I think he's kind of healthy. I don't think any science will back you up on that, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've done our Thunder Qualified movie review, unless we're done with it... Don't we have, have to give else? a score? Do, do we have anything else, you know, like, thoughts? Otherwise, we're just sort of, like... On the movie? Jacking like, off on computer. Like, what did we like about the movie? Let's let's take our takeaways, you know. What did, what did you like about the film? I'm going to give it a 7.7, 7, Grisha. Yeah. 
I wouldn't give it that many points, and I feel like I liked it more than most people. What, why a 7.7? What, what struck you? What did you enjoy? The, the what Jerry struck Curl? me was, again, Batman. He's the man who dresses like a bat. Yeah. Then, of course, you have Superman, the man who dresses like a super. He dresses like a super, and it's super. I know my building super dresses like that, so... It's super standard, I think. Yeah. <laughs> to drive fear into the hearts of apartment tenants everywhere, Grisha, that is his goal. I mean, and he does. Kind of a dickish thing, but hey, what a, it's, it's, his, it's his deal, not mine. I'm not yeah. from Krypton. No, We're cool. Superman. So there's Batman and Superman... And then you've got the verses. Yeah. Which, you know... And then colon, subtitle, Dawn of Justice. That's what I didn't like. I didn't like the Dawn of Justice, although I did like that the Aquaman was in there. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Looking yeah all he grumpy. was there in the, like, little other superhero montage for the next movie. That was pretty egregious. So, Grisha, here's a, here's a, here's a conundrum for you. In, in Game of Thrones, called Drogo hates the poison salt water, but in Batman versus Superman, he lives in it. What's the real story there? Um, well, you know, Khal Drogo had another shot at life um, after he died on Game of Thrones from getting infected, which is a huge bummer for everyone because he was so manly. And then he's just gonna do, you know, he's gonna become a merman because his fear of salt water has to be confronted in his life circle as he goes through all his lives, you know, reincarnating from one to the other. He can't spend one life being very manly yet being very afraid of water and then not spend his next life being very, very manly while not embracing water in a major way as Aquaman. And clearly, you know, whoever the hell plays Khal Drogo has taken that message into his life and decided to play Aquaman for probably a gazillion dollars and probably is yep. going to have to hold his breath a lot when they film that movie which they're never going to that's what I that movie is going to be a disaster be... it's going to take forever to come out yeah I imagine it's so much breath holding it's a very the drain on production but Grisha yeah. I agree with your assessment and that's why I gave that movie a 7.7 exactly a 7.7 Batman he versus Superman um did Justice Dawn? None of us know. Seven point seven. I'm 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 gonna go pee while you give tell me what you like, and we'll pretend I listened to it. That sounds great. Um, so my favorite things about the film were uh, the one moment where Batman tries to punch Superman, and Batman grabs his hand, and then Superman realizes he cannot move Batman's hand and he gives Batman this look like he's really surprised about that and then Batman's all like Grr. that was sweet um yeah and then other than that uh Wonder Woman of course she was really the best part of the movie really was the best part of the movie and showed up with no explanation at all other than one photograph and look on that lady's face so I think with the sound of that flushing toilet we can bring Thunder Qualified movie reviews to a close um did your toilet just ding? Jesus Christ that's wild yeah
Hey, I just did a cut. We're going to cut it there. And then we'll bring it back in the next time we say cut or like butt. Whatever. You know, code word. Anything. My brother is making some kind of... Fascinating, fascinating stuff, Grisha. Exactly. No, and, you know, as you were just hearing, um, that's why I thought the movie was a 7.7. On the nose. You know? Paradigm. Fascinating. We concur. Yeah. Now, regular listeners of this program will know that we don't agree on anything here until we're in the morning. No. Oh, we're on opposite sides of the bed, if you will. We didn't even, wait, okay, so we didn't even go with the fact that Batman's, like, murdering people in the movie, which is not cool. Nah, I'm alright with it. I would be alright with him murdering people in the Superman fantasy, where he's, like, in the future, and he's having trouble, and Superman has driven him to murder. That would have been cool if they had just left that. But then he just, like, straight up murders people in the real world, which is not Batman in a big, 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 big way. And why? Why Zack Snyder, why? Well, let me tell you, Grisha, it's because he's not himself. See, the arrival of Superman has thrown his whole world into flux, and he doesn't know where he fits anymore. Yeah. He's not the person who can clean up the streets the best anymore. You know, that's that's the guy up there with the god powers. So he... ...and himself, and takes a few errant souls out of with him. I don't know, they were dirt scum, Grisha. They can rot in the garbage for all I care. And that's... I guess so, and that's why he's branding people, and then the prisoners kill the guy that get branded? That doesn't make any sense, because clearly if you get branded by Batman in prison, the other prison... That was pure nonsense. Yeah, the other prisoners are going to be like, oh, well, you seem really cool, Mike, because you got branded by Batman, and uh, here in Australia, which is still the major prison, this is what we call Arkham Asylum, um, we think it's really cool that Batman beat you up, because we don't like that guy. So we're not going to kill you for having a super, yeah, Batman brand, which is also very on Batman to get you killed. I mean... See, my I know it's not fan theory time, Grisha, but yeah. my personal theory on this is that the prisoners think he is Batman because he's got the bat sign tattooed, branded on him. Oh, shit. And it's a foolish attempt to kill the Batman. And then each new time it happens, they think it's just it's this this time it's Batman for real. We're gonna get him good, but but Grisha, it's 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 not Batman. It's just other criminals. See, I could buy that, but he explicitly does not brand them in the middle of the chest where the bat symbol is. You know, because I feel like the criminals would think, oh, like he's got the bat, you know, brand on his chest, and he just puts that on his costume too, right in the middle. But he's branding them like on the shoulders and stuff, on the neck. What's the response? I'm making a drink on air. Oh, God. <laughs> I spilled tonic water all over myself. Ah, man, I wish I had tonic water. <laughs> I only have Schweppes. They didn't have any cool fancy tonic water. I feel like a pleb, Grisha. Dude, fancy tonic water, it's like, it's such a price jump. It's just like, why you gotta be assholes? Why can't you make, like, pretty good tonic water and sell it to me for, like, 60 cents more than Schweppes? But no. There's only the, like, artisan fucking twirly mustachio tonic water that they sell for, like, Four dollars a fucking bottle. Fuck you, people that make fancy tonic water. <laughs> Fuck you, big tonic. No, you are not sponsoring no, our program. This not is an big independent tonic. podcast. I'm saying fuck not you. Not brought to you by Big Tonic. Exactly. Not brought to you by Big Tonic. If they want to sponsor us, that's cool. I'm down with that. But fuck you, small 
business owners, small tonic water makers, with your little twirly mustaches making tonic water that you charge insane amounts of money for. We know it doesn't cost that much. You know it doesn't cost that much. Stop spending all your money on mustache wax, choke on your mustaches, and die. That's just my message for the tonic water makers of America. Small business owners that make tonic water. I hate you. Well, I'll tell you what, Grisha. <laughs> I am a mess. That tonic water was all fizzy and stuff. Yeah. It exploded all over me. Spent some money? There. It's all fizzy? Just because you shook it? Bullshit. It was probably shaken well before it got to me, Grisha. I know. Yeah. And the, the pre-shaken tonic waters, those are the worst. They charge extra, I've heard. And they have even more douchey mustaches. And they pre-shake it so it explodes all over you. That's a real thing. I didn't See, just make that up. Grisha, I went to a semi-fancy bar restaurant the other day to see a show, and I ordered a gin and tonic. Now, what they brought to me, well, actually, they pointed at the girl next to me and was like, do you want that kind of gin and tonic? And I was like, yeah. And then they brought it out to me, and I was immediately confused because it was a tall glass of gin and a uh, just-opened-the-bottle-of-tonic, the you know, a, a single-size and fancy tonic, you know? And I'm not used to getting served a glass of gin, so I tasted it, and my brain went, oh, yep, that's just gin. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta add the tonic myself. But the glass was full of gin. It was a weird, like, pour a little bit in, drink some, pour it. was... I don't understand. I don't know why they didn't just make me a drink. This is Possibly for- because I specifically requested they not, but... Okay. That makes sense. I think this bar's business model is they want people to die and fight in this bar, and that's why they give people entire glasses of gin, because there's no other explanation for giving humans entire glasses of gin other than that you want them to fight, and then you want, like, 30% of them to fight and 5% of them to die, and the rest of them to regret it tomorrow. You know, Grisha, when I'm going to, uh, you know, Jose's Mix-It-Yourself Gin and Tonic Garage, yeah, sure. I'll mix my own gin and tonic. And, you know... Wasn't that, wasn't, wasn't that place, Grisha? And expect a 5% chance of death. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it says under the sign at Jose's, right? It's... <laughs> I don't know. I'm always blinding drunk, Grisha. <laughs> I don't mix well. I'll bet you are. <laughs> or possibly, Jose ran out of tonic water 22 years ago and has never restocked. Just a gin bar now. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> well, I think... Um, we, we, I think we can move on to our next segment now, which is actually where we talk to the band leader of uh, Toga in the Morning. I don't know if any of you know, but uh, the band leader of Toga in the Morning is a uh, famous musician, songwriter, uh, original Lady Gaga, etc., etc., Bjork. Right? Uh, what, do you, what, do you have, what do you have to say about our, our band leader? Well, you know her. You love her. Uh, she's all from Iceland and stuff and talks funny. Mm-hmm. Here she is. Bjork. Hello. Everything is a song. So, uh, when you make a podcast, it's a song that you sing to your city of people that listen to you, which is like a city, but it's not because they're far apart. That's exactly right, Bjork, and that's why we have you on here for that hard-hitting analysis. Now, uh, Bjork, do you have anything you want to play to us? Do you have something you want to talk to us about? Well, this is this is your time. Let's let's hear from you. Well, actually, uh, it's funny, Sasha, because I spoke to Bjork last week. I don't want to speak for it. You don't speak for me, but you may sing for me. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing for her. Um, so, uh, the other 
week, I, you know, wasn't doing much, and I learned how to smoke meat. And I talked to Bjork about it, and she told me a really interesting story about what the difference is um, between a man that can smoke meat and a man that can't smoke meat. And that these were, like, her thoughts on it. Um, and you're going to share them with us now, right, Bjork? Okay. Yeah. So, Bjork, what's the difference between a man that smokes meat and a man that doesn't smoke meat? Uh, so, like, as I said before, on every single show, the viewers know that everything is a song. When a rainbow is a song, it's a harmony that, a, that the sun and a cloud sings to your eyeball. And uh, much in the same way, a man has a song. He's, he's a man's balls sing a song when he walks around. You don't listen very close to the balls very often in life because you're standing a little higher. But when you listen to the balls, they play a song. And a man who has smoked meat, his song goes like this. His balls sing a boom, boom, boom. Big balls song, big balls song, and uh, yeah. So that's the song of a man whose balls they don't smoke the meat. But when a man smokes a meat, his balls they they sing a different song, um, and they sing a song. It's more like uh, two thousand one Stanley Kubrick, um, and he made the movie two thousand one, and the 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 balls suddenly they go like timpani, a boom 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 boom. And when you smoke a meat, your balls sing a louder ball song, because you are a more manly. And that's, that's a, everything is a song, and that is the song the balls sing when you smoke the meat. Wow. Now, now Bjork, that's, that's amazing. That, that's, that's, a, that's a great explanation. Thank, and now, I heard, Bjork, that all of the percussion on your latest album is just the balls mic'd up of, of a man who smoked meat. What, what, what can you say about that? Yes, well, we had to smoke a lot of meat to get the, the deep down sound that we wanted, because before we smoked some meat and it was boom, boom, boom. It was kind of deep, but then we had them smoke meat all the day long, and then uh, they lifted up logs and grew beards, and now their balls sound very, very low. That's, that, that's great, Bjork. And, and, and tell me this, when the men were smoking the meat, did they sometimes accidentally smoke weed because it sounds similar? Um, well, uh, this is Iceland, so even though we all should be inbred and horrifying, we're all very beautiful, and in much the same way, we smoke the weed, we don't even get hype. Like, we just, uh, we just talk funny. Now, uh, what, what kind of meat do you smoke up there in Iceland? Seals. Uh. Seal meat, that's solid. People that aren't, uh, the rude Icelanders. You know why the people from Iceland are so nice? Uh, we smoke all the mean ones. We kill them. You smoke all the mean ones. Yes, if you're if you're not like if 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 you're not uh, super nice. Sorry, uh, Bjork's becoming Irish. There's a fucking problem here. No shit, Bjork's broken. Someone get in the Bjork bot and fix the fucking accent before she goes on a fucking killing rampage again. Give me a second here. We're having technical difficulties. When so it seems like we're having some sort of technical difficulties with our band leader, Bjork. That's now, many of you know that Bjork is a multi-talented, multi-instrumentalist, multi-linguist, multi-accentist performer. So please don't be alarmed by her range of performance. It's, it's really quite something to behold. No, I was a lost in my software got broken. And then when your software breaks, you sing the wrong song because it's like you're out of tune. So sorry. Great. What, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. 
You smoke, you smoke mean people in Iceland. That's right. That's oh. exactly. So, okay. so I know if, if, if you or anyone on the show has ever met a person from Iceland, it's, it's, like, they, it's, like, they, it's like they are too nice and they are always too nice every time you meet someone from Iceland. And it's very hard to do, you know. We make this uh, very great effort to kill anyone that's an asshole like right away. And then we smoke them and we eat them like Vikings, and it's like a Viking yes. song. It's cute. And and Bjork, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Iceland you celebrate Christmas. That's correct. Yes, at Christmas time, many Icelandic people get very spiritual, and we think about what's and we watch a lot of television. That's 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 great, Bjork. So now now the naughty children in in Iceland, I assume they they receive uh, coal like we like we do here. In America, and so I assume in Iceland, every Christmas for the naughty children is like you're just building your own pyre, no. one year at a time, one piece of coal at a time. Exactly, yes. So you build your pyre, and if you are a ten and your pyre has ten pieces of coal, we burn you. <laughs> it's a dark secret, but it's, we're all it's so It's only nice. just occurred to me, Bjork, that burning people isn't the same as smoking them. Oh. Do you burn them and then smoke them? What's, what's, uh, what, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, it depends how many times you've done it. So the first time, you know, you're not a smoked meat man. So your balls are all like boom, 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 boom. And then you burn the child because you don't know how to do it. But the second or third time you burn the child because you have to burn the child because they're an asshole. Um, sorry, coming Irish again. Switched off. And then um, the, the, the third time you burn somebody, uh, you... You know, you 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 sing, you smoke the meat. So you, you smoke the meat slowly, and it's a song like a boom, 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 and that's that's uh, how you murder all the mean people. Now, now, Bjork, uh, do do you smoke meat ever? Uh, Bjork smokes lots of meat. That's great. Uh, now, Bjork, do you have balls? Uh, no, I don't have balls, but um, I smoke enough weed for little city. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm sorry, what was that? I smoke enough weed for a little city. Oh, ah, yes, a, li a, a, li a, a little city, yes, of course. A little city. <laughs> it's, like, it's like your catchphrase. It's like a little city. That's when I took apart my television. That's what it said. Poets said not to. I took it apart. Well, that was, a, that was a journey for all of us, Bjork. We were all right there with you inside the back of your TV. Aren't we all all the time? All right, Bjork, is there anything else you really want to talk about today? No, I fly away on a cloud now. Oh, bye. Oh, bye, Bjork. Yeah, that was Bjork, ladies and gentlemen. Bjork, yep. Uh, thanks, Bjork. Uh, yeah, she always says the same shit every time. Thanks, Bjork. Really professional. Everything's a song every fucking time. Uh, okay. <laughs> Talking um, about professional. You're just bad-mouthing her after she leaves the studio? Huh? She's what gone. if she listens to this? She's gone. We've got wanted her gone for a long time, alright? We can't hire anyone else, and she won't leave. Alright, there's uh there's some deep seated feelings around Bjork. We'll we'll get into those uh, in the weeks to come. We haven't paid but I her. I guess we should probably move on to our next segment. We've never paid her. She calls this performance art and she sleeps in the studio and she won't leave. <laughs> 
Yeah, but on the other hand, her musicians uh, have wonderful sounding balls. So you you, you gotta live with you take what you got, make make some lemonade if you, you got lemons. I mean, they sound like timpani. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's really something to listen to. Yeah, no, it's powerful. <laughs> well, Maybe we can get some clips for the listeners. <laughs> stick them in and post. No, yeah, all you listeners, uh, chop up uh, what Bjork's been doing, put it together in a segment, and uh, edit out all the parts where she becomes Irish, because we didn't want that to happen. (laughs) Yeah, this is sort of a fun edit-your-own podcast. Exactly, yeah, and if anyone would just edit the whole damn thing for us, that'd be great, too. (laughs) Would be fantastic. All right, so now our next two sections are uh, man versus machine freestyle raps, and I feel like we're not really ready for either of these segments. What do you think? I definitely don't want to do the first one, and you don't want to do the second one, so maybe you should just move on. I'm a big fan of uh, pretending that you're freestyling a rap that you've already pre-written, which is, I think, what most rappers do. Well, that's just lying, Grisha, and, you know, it's... I don't know if you, you're familiar with the good book. I, I highly doubt it, given your... Oh, yeah. ...general... Baby Jesus, aura. cross... Moses, burning bush, what up, burning the bush, I'm into that, hey oh Bible, yeah, know the whole thing, like, <laughs> my mistake, I didn't know you were a scholar, I retract my statement, as well you should, sir, Bible, what's up, <laughs> I have been humbled, yeah, you so, heard it here on Toga in the Morning, well I think we're on to our next segment, which is uh, fan mail, which is where our many, many fans uh, write in mail, um, would you like to read one first, or should I read one? Or do we want to, like, take turns reading part of one? Well, do we want to go into the snail mail first, or the email, or the Twitter feed, Grisha? We've got a couple different options. You know. tell me what to do, I'll pick one. I mean, there's so many of them. Um, they say so many different things. Our fans are so creative. So I think no matter where you go, you're going to find something great. All right, I'm going to start with the Twitter feed and tee us up nice and good. All right. I've got a tweet here from uh, Scuzzbucket22, and he says, What the hell is this shit? <laughs> what have I listened to for the past hour and a half? And now, Scuzzbucket22, I hope that's not your Christian name. Yeah. How did you know how long this podcast was going to be? It hasn't even aired yet. That's my question to you. Yeah, and my question to Scuzzbuckets would be, uh, you know... Why don't you just do the world a favor and uh, end your life, Scuzz Buckets? Because the name Scuzz Buckets, you already know. I'm like, you're, you're a nihilist. You wanted to die. Uh, California's giving you the right. Move to California. Do it. Yeah, it occurs to me I maybe should have started this segment off with something a little bit more positive. But, you know, that's what I saw. It was written in all caps. No, I bet it was. Yeah. Alright, do you want me to do another one, or do you want to give it a shot? No, I've got one right here. Um, hi, Toga in the morning. Um, wearing my own Toga all the time. Loving it. Uh, love you oh, guys. Great. Razzmatazz. No, that's your catchphrase. That's what she said. Um, I guess she's she's from the past or the future. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. But this fan says she'd like to blow both of us, but she can't do it because we're in different locations. What does she do? Yeah, now now Grisha, there 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 there's there's nothing on the market yet 
there's some promising there's some promising hardware out there on the horizon. Now I was recently at a tech convention and they've mm-hmm. got these portable cellular blowjob simulators. You buy uh, six of them, <laughs> you have to buy six. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. that's where they get you. I exactly. don't know. I'm not sure what the price point is on these things. Um, five of them are mouth receptacle shaped. You, uh, any any man, uh, you know, woman or child can slap them on their dong if they so choose. Great. And then one is penis shaped. That's connected to the internet. It goes to uh, goes to servers in the cloud, and 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 you just you just blow on that last piece, blow blow on it like a like a, like a bubble wand, and it simulates a blowjob for people on the other end. Wow. Yeah. So um, thanks so much to our sponsors, uh, Skype Blow, for answering that question. Um, no relation to Skype. <laughs> no, no relation to Skype. But they're, they're called Skype. Still Blow, trademarking that. And basically, yeah, they're still trademarking it. But basically, you, you get it. It's it's the Skype for blowing someone. Um, it's spelled C K I P E blow. Yeah, they also sponsored that question. Inter- interestingly enough, um, no surprises there. Uh, oh, a little little setup in the knock knock knock. A, <laughs> what am I saying here? Yeah, our sponsor pitched in a softball. Our sponsors have no morals, and they don't seem to care how much we shit on them. So, fuck them. Um, <laughs> even though it's actually Neither a normal Neither do we, Grisha, so... Fair's exactly. a fair. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up for fan mail. Um, I think next, uh, our next segment <laughs> there is... There's literally nothing else for us to read here, so... Huh? Yeah. No, there's so much but to read guys, that we can't even think about it. Now you can tweet us at Toga in the Morning at Toga in the Morning, uh, Toga in the Morning at Gmail dot com. Yeah. Or write a mail to uh, Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, six zero six five two. Yeah, six zero six five two. C O Toga in the Morning. I wonder if Toga in the Morning is taken on Gmail. I feel like it must be already. <laughs> it's probably already a podcast. Let's face it. Let's let's find out. And do you want to go on to our next segment while I investigate? Do I? We can have. All right, our next segment is Weekly Prophecies. I feel oh, like... wow. Um, but before that, let me get to one of our other weekly sponsors. Um, today's episode is actually also brought to you by uh, John's Gas Station Boner Pills. Boner p- hurts a little, but come on, it's harder than tarnation. Jackson's it's, Gas it's... Station Boner Pills. Harder than tarnation. You know, on the Gmail sign-up list, there's an other, and I sort of expected, or sorry, under gender, there's male, female, and other, and I sort of expected another box to pop up where I could type something in. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it doesn't doesn't exist. Um, but uh, well, let's just say I I, I, I wish it, I wish it did. Yeah, I wish I, I got to specify. All those poor foxkin sexuals that are the sexuality of a fox have nowhere to fucking fill that out and share that with the world. What a tragedy. All right. So you can go to togainthemorning at gmail.com and email us your what, whatever, really. Uh, yeah. You have corn, penis enlargement things. I'll, I'll probably read it. It's I will, cool. too. You can even um, become a sponsor. Especially if you could, my- If you're a potential sponsor and you're okay with us slandering you and or your product, <laughs> email togainthemorning, CO, put a subject line, uh, sponsors. Exactly. And if it makes our dicks bigger, we'll still talk shit. That's guaranteed. <laughs> Sweet. Um, 
So, do we even want to do weekly prophecies or go, or say, fuck it, we've been doing this for over an hour now. We can probably keep moving. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could probably do at least one weekly prophecy each. I feel like All we right, have that, that in ourselves. Hit him, um, Grisha. Yes. Um, I prophesize that uh, we will not do one weekly prophecies each. All right, moving on. Um, next, porn names. <laughs> All right, so this is a segment where we pick a different, I don't know, what you want to call it a family of media, perhaps? Um, a movie, a book, a collection of books, a series, whatever we feel like. We look at a list of their characters, and we come up with porn names, and you, the listener, well, you just lie back and let it come in your ear holes. Yeah, you, the single listener, that being either one of us editing this. <laughs> What a lucky person they will be. I know. I know who I'm nominating. <laughs> Me. Yeah. So I've, uh, because we're uh, real tech pros here at Toga in the morning, we've already told you about our spreadsheet. I actually put a link of a list of Harry Potter characters in there because Grisha said, can we do Harry Potter first? And like a good brother, I dropped a link, uh, a little URL in there for you. But like a shitty millennial, the link is not actually clickable and I have to copy and paste it which, in 2016, is just a chore. Oh, dear God. Well, it builds character. I'm sure it does. So, a list of Harry Potter characters. So, my girlfriend and I play this game a lot, so we actually have a bunch of them already for Harry Potter, and you're going to be hearing a lot of those. <laughs> but this uh, game, you're hearing it here first. I'm a stand-in for Grisha's girlfriend. And if you're not playing this game already... You need to start playing it. You just come up with dirty names for fantasy characters, and the game All right. never, ever, well, ever gonna, gets old. Kick it off. I'm going to start us off here. Uh, we got Victor Crumb. I'm going to go with Victor Crumb. That seems easy, but I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to go right in there. It's too easy, but sometimes what's too easy is right, and that is what's right there. All right. I'm also I'm looking at Alice Longbottom. I'm going to go with Alice Dongbottom. Hmm. Are you sure you don't want to go Schlongbottom? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. There's more. Long okay. Schlong. So here's here's uh, my That's favorite good. part of this. Um. So when you go Draco Malfoy, right? Like, what's the what's the first thing that pops in your head with Draco Malfoy? I'd probably go for a dildo somewhere in there. So we went with uh, Draco Milf Toy, which isn't that great on its own. But then when you get to his father, Lucius Malfoy, then he can become Loose Lips Milf Toy, which is gold. You know, honestly, I'd, I'd keep it simple. I'd just go with Luscious Milf Toy, but... Ooh, Luscious hey, there's, Milf there's Toy. There's a lot of ways to play this game. I feel like Loose Lips just, uh, you know, sinks the ship. There's all these other things going on there. And it reminds me of all my, uh, I'm a real big fan of those 1940s propaganda poster pornographies. Oh, I'll bet you are. Aren't we all? So, you don't even want to know what Rosity's riveting, my friend. Ah, <laughs> oh, riveting. Anyways. <laughs> um... Yeah, who else do you have? Uh, there's, you know... Hmm. 
What do you uh, I've speak? got. Uh, I'm gonna go with Peter Heavy Pettigrew. Maybe a maybe a maybe a soft core, but uh... Peter Heavy Pettigrew. That's really good. Um, what do you do with Hagrid? Um, Harry Girth. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough that's, one. That's, that's not great. <laughs> just. Just make it a last name, like Hagrid Pube Trimming. <laughs> that sounds more like a description of someone doing a bad job than a human being, so that doesn't work. But I guess yeah, it's but not if you human. see in the film, you'd get it. Yeah. Harry, you're a wizard now, Harry. All you've got to do to get your magic powers is soak them out in me wand down here. That's a great. And my fanfic, he does, Risha. Oh, yes, he does. You're a bad boy, Harry Potter. <laughs> Anyways, um, that aside, I'm trying to think of the other. Um, oh, Albus. Okay, so Dumbledore has to become Albus Grindelwald. <laughs> he sure does. He sure does. That one's given. Albus Grindelwald. Um, we've established that. So, we got Argus Filch. I go with Argus Milf. Yeah. It's a little easy. I mean, come on. Why don't you go Argus Filch? Like, it's right there, man. It's Is English. Filch a dirty word? Um... Does just mean lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... No, it is, uh, the, <laughs> to quote Jimmy Carr, it is the tr- retrieval of semen out of the anus through suction. Oh. Yeah, felching. Well, listener, I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, you know, so we're going to go with what his face. What was his first name? Because Artemis Felch. Argus. Argus Felch. Yeah, we got to go Felch. It's the dirtiest way to go well, there. Well, you know... I hate, I hate to be, you know, picking all the low fruit, but Cornelius Fudge, Cornelius Fudge Packer, that's just great oh, to tell. I mean, sometimes the low fruit has to be picked, and that's one that we've got to go for in this instance, Cornelius Fudge Packer. That is solid gold. Um, all right, what do we do with our more wait, 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 we haven't touched... Cornelius Fudge Packer. <laughs> yeah, and also, before we touch on the main characters of the Harry Potter <laughs> series, we got to say... Literally that, and figuratively. Yeah, before we touch on them, ooh, you touched my tra-la-la, like that. Um, we're going to have to agree that Luna Lovegood is not going to have her name changed, because that's already a porn name, and that's fine. That's gold. Now, Grisha, I don't know if you know this, but J.K. Rowling put that in there as a bet. Wait, really? No. You bastard. No, not really. Well, I mean, really with any of her names, like, the names are kind of the weakest link in her world. Those are the parts where you're like, this is not real. That is a fake-ass name. I mean, one person's name is Mundungus Fletcher, so... Yeah. um, I'm gonna have to go with Gunnilingus Fletcher. Just somehow that works, I feel. Yeah, Gunnilingus Fletcher. Um, But what do we do with our major characters? So let's talk, you know, Hermione Granger... Um, we don't even have to mess. Dong Weasley, that's already out the door. That's been done. It's so easy, it has to be done. Um, unless you want to go, like, Hung Feelsley or something. I don't know. Ron Dong, Weir- Dong Weirdsley? I'm not, I'm not sure. 
That's that's possible. Yeah. It's a little frightening, but <laughs> hey man, when you've got a dong, sometimes you've got a dong weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think so. I, I believe that's true. Um yeah, it is known. Um where do you go with Harry Potter? Man, there's lots of ways to go. There's a lot of easy, low-hanging fruit there, but you can't pick the low-hanging fruit with this one. you got to do something original. Harry Pooper? You see, that's the kind <laughs> that's of easy... real hot. <laughs> no, that's the kind of easy, like, stupid joke that we're not going to try to go with this on this podcast, and that's why I came up with the name Harry Ballgargler. You know, it wasn't easy to get to Potter from Ballgargler. It wasn't easy at all. Wasn't easy and didn't make a lot of sense. Sorry, I just got a I got a shout from from the girlfriend. It was a Harry Bearbacker, which actually isn't that bad. Harry Bear, I, I could deal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, horny Cooter? I don't know. Harry Butt Tur Invader. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think there. so. Yeah. We'll take, well, that one's a plan right. B. Put that one on the B deck. Alice, Alistair Mad-Eye Moody. You're going to go with Alistair One-Eye Moody just right off the, oh, right off the bat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If only Booty could somehow really work its way in there. Alistair One-Eye Booty? I'm sorry with it. Mad-Eye. Booty also has the one-eye, so. Well, what about, like, Alistair Mad Moose Booty. <laughs> I'm willing to allow it. Because then we leave Mad in there, you know, which is a big part of his character. It was. You know, and I feel like a Mad Moose Booty wouldn't conflict with the character that they showed on the film at all. It might even add to it. You know, add a little depth, if you will. There you go. <laughs> ah, shit, sorry. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just scrolling through the list of Harry Potter characters' names, and one is just Travers. Like, <laughs> just... Travers? I don't know. Is it a first name? Is it a last name? Apparently, who gives a fuck? Hmm. Yeah. Travers. Right. I mean, and, I got nothing for that. Andromeda Tonks has got to be androgynous. Dongs, <laughs> mm. right? Mm-hmm. I have to go androgynous dongs there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick her. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. No, what? Forget what I just said. There's a character named Plus Thickness. Clearly, that what? was the bet. <laughs> no, actually, uh, that's not a character. That's actually a sponsor. Um. They have yet to prove themselves, but they're called Plus Thickness, and you can guess what they do. Yeah, they make you fatter. It's great. Um, for skinny guys like me and Sasha who can't get fat, Plus Thickness is there to make it happen. Uh, thanks, Cap'n. Thanks, Cap'n Plus Thickness. Thanks, guys! <laughs> You're welcome. That's uh, Cap'n Plus Thickness. He's got a little sleep apnea. Um, it sounds like he has some sort of syndrome. Yeah, he's definitely got fat guy breathing syndrome out the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oliver Wood, god damn it. You really just don't even need oh, to. Oh, yeah, you don't need to touch Oliver Wood and Luna Lovegood. You know, that's a scene. I, w- I would maybe do I'll Have Her Wood? Hmm. Yeah. I suppose. I don't think that needs to be touched. <laughs> just, I disagree. I want to touch all up on that. Yeah. There's Barnum's oh, crouch. Barnum's crouch position. Oh, I love how they have the goddamn giant spider in here. <laughs> like, who really needed that? Oh, my God. So I just got it. Professor McGonagall. Where am I going? Where do you think I'm going here? I, I don't know. I'm bound for glory. <laughs> Let me have it. <laughs> Professor McGlory Hole. You meant that quite literally. I know. I know. I gave it away, right? But I feel like that's pretty good, right? Professor McGonagall? No. Professor McGlory <laughs> Hole? still there. It's, that's, that's a must-have. We're keeping that for the Harry Potter porno movie that we're both producing. Um... <laughs> it's gonna Sorry. Be, it's going to be a claymation There's Winky film. the house elf. Oh, my God. <laughs> a Winky the house elf? That's too easy. What's it really th- is. It's just not even like... It's like you got you got like a, a puzzle. You like ordered a puzzle and it came like already made. That's like that's the game we're playing right now. Oh, yeah. That's like Dobby, right? So this is easy. We're going to have to go Anglophile for this, but Nobby, Nobby the house elf? Could done. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna have to take another bathroom break. Cut! Cut! And now, let's go to our Toga in the Morning interlude section featuring Sasha and his gin. Now, Sasha, how do you feel about gin? Well, <laughs> let me tell you, Sasha. It's getting me real drunk. Um, you know, I mixed it here on air. I don't feel like I put in that much, but I just feel my mental faculties fading hard and fast. Yeah, you know, Sasha, if that's not an advertisement for Bombay Sapphire Gin, I don't know what is. If they put that on the label, but I would sure buy it. <laughs> It'll fade your mental faculties real goddamn fast. But now, let's be honest, it's got a blue da- it's got a blue bottle, so I drank it. Forty-seven percent alcohol. Yeah, that that might be it. Forty-seven. Wow, I just realized that. Yeah, never mind. What? Well, I see you're recording the podcast and doing Skype with me live with no headphones. The the audio is going to be all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry, you pretty little head. <laughs> I listen. Um, well, the computer and the microphone side of the iPhone are not facing each other, so that'll mitigate the situation. That's why that's monitors okay. face the way they do. Um, speaking as a musician, the situation isn't that bad. I think we're okay. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we have your seal of approval on it yeah. before you've listened to it. <laughs> Let me tell you. Never mind. Did you listen to some of it? How even would I do that? I'm no. still recording. I uh, okay. And I how would you. I listen to the what you're recording? Well, yeah, you wouldn't have. What magic do you think I possess? I don't know. Jackass magic. 
<laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, well, I think I'm uh, pouring down of porn names. Yep, I'm pouring down of porn names. But wait, no, we still haven't touched all the major Harry Potter characters other than Dong Weasley. We gotta get to uh, Hermione Granger. Um, you know. Hermione Stranger Danger? That's not great. Um, <laughs> I hope that's not a porn you're watching. <laughs> I hope you're not going to Pornhub and typing in Hermione Stranger Danger. Hermione Stranger Danger. Up to. Um... I don't know. Hermione Minger? Hermione Grain Grain Whore? Hmm. She's an alcoholic. What does grain mean, though? That's not a thing. Grain, like when you make alcohol uh, out of it. Oh, yeah, it's a little removed. <laughs> well, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that Stranger Danger no. was so <laughs> on point. Look, it's gotta be right on the nose with these porn names, Sasha. You can't you can't make them make the jump from green to alcohol. Like it needs to be right there, you know. I, I have no words. Mmm. Um, close to something, but I'm not there. Hmm. Well, the number of times I've heard that, Grisha. Okay. okay. Not a lot. Oh, I got it. Hermione Granger becomes Hyman Rearranger. <laughs> okay. drop. Right. Done. You know, when I have to hand it to you, I have to hand it to you, and let me tell you, I've got to hand it to you. <laughs> Hyman Rearranger. This is gold. I just came up with that. It's also the name of my new band. Um, let's put up a... Uh, let's put out a press release. <laughs> we'll put out a press release. How do we do that? Um, well, I, I th- I'm sure one of our many fans will take care of that for us. That's true. Um, it just occurred to me that we don't have a Twitter. I'm going to sign up for a Twitter. Yeah, you should make it Toga in the morning if that's not already taken, you know. Well, I already said that's what we were using, alive on air, and I won't be a liar. So. Yeah. Dude, that was gold. Hyman Rearranger. It's it's like the same number of syllables, Hermione Granger, Hyman Rearranger. It's like, it's tight. Oh, it's, it's just gold. Like, you know, a Hyman yeah. before it gets rearranged by Hyman Rearranger. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so now we're down to the last uh, most important piece of the puzzle, Harry Potter. We are down to this person that we totally already covered. You got it, buddy. Did we get there? Let me. Well, like, how do we do that? Did give we, it to me with both barrels. Did we lube? So first, if you're gonna give Harry Potter a porn name, you're gonna need to lube him up with butt beer for a long time first. Yeah, what? With the famous yeah. uh, drink, butt beer, that they drink at Hogwarts. You know, yep. they love that butt beer. Um, you're going to need a lot of that before you give Harry Potter a porn name. And at Everyone the end, knows, beer is the best lube. No. Pro tip for all you kids out there. Well, butt beer, because it has butter in it. Sometimes it's called butter beer, sometimes it's called butt beer for short. Either way. You know what it's really for. Irregardless, kids, <laughs> you want lube? <laughs> just 
just open up a Keystone or a Natty Light, pour it all on there. It's fine. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying that. You got to go all the way to Disneyland and get that, like whatever, or Orlando uh, Universal Studios where they have the Harry Potter World, and then you got to get the butter beer that they sell there, and you got to use that as loop, which is a little more complicated and a lot more illegal, but in the end, more fun. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> You were saying... <laughs> oh, yeah, I was saying, what do we name Harry Potter? You gotta lube up the naming process with some butt beer. Foreplay. Um, you gotta solemnly swear that you're up to no good. Harry likes that. He likes that a lot. Um, but then, what's what's the Harry Potter porn name, you know? There's... You got the Harry there. That's workable. Harry butt plug. Just... Phone it in? What do we do here? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> yes, and uh, why don't I tell you? Um, yeah, we're going to call him Harry Butt Plugger. Um, I just came up with that. Seems like it's the best we can do. Um, I'm, I'm glad we all had all that suspense and lead up for it. Really, was really worth it, buddy. Yeah. Well, I feel like we did well with the background characters in this universe, and that's who really makes the story, you know? Like, the protagonist is just a blank Keanu Reeves slate that doesn't even have to have a great porn name to make for a great film. Or, like, whatever you're making. Harvey Butt Wizard? I don't know. <laughs> you know what, Grisha? If I saw a porn named Harvey Butt Wizard, I'd click on it. I'll tell you that right now. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I do kind of like Harvey Butt Wizard is kind of off, but there's something charming about it. Like, you know. Is it like cock magic? Is that what being a butt wizard is the equivalent of? Are we going to see lots of hilarious, you know, things flying out of the butt? Or now, Grisha, I'm I'm you know, uh, frankly disheartened to let you know this. Uh, we can register the Twitter Toga in the morning, but I believe our handle is just at Toga in the morning because they don't have enough characters to put that G on there. You know, I think that's fine. Whatever, tweet at us, bro. We're following one one Twitter account, which is the Toga Archives. Which, I don't know what it is, because it's all in Japanese. Oh, uh, can we just follow the Nihilist Arby's and we'll just read that out on the air and take credit for it? Because have you ever read that? It's so fucking funny. <laughs> There's nothing I'd like more than to take credit for someone's hard work, Grisha. Oh my god. Well, just as a morale break, can you read me aloud some Nihilist Arby's since you're on Twitter? Uh, I can do one of those things. You're, you're aware now, of Nihilist Arby's, correct? Keep in mind, my recording is going to be absolute garbage because I've just been typing on the computer and recording on it. Okay. Bad news, kids. But, uh, for Sad. those of us that don't Hello, know, Nihilist Arby's... Shitty sham marriage? Look at the bright side. Soon you'll be dead and everyone will forget you even existed. Arby's. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, one of our sponsors is uh, Nihilist Arby's, which is a great Twitter account that uh, sends inspiring messages about, you know, how eating Arby's can bring you closer to uh, doom and the warm embrace of death. And it's it's wonderful. That's true, Grisha. Life hack, just go ahead and die. Then you won't have to untangle any more fucking cords ever again. Enjoy Arby's. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. That shit just kills me. <laughs> it's so dark. I don't get it. You know? I feel like I wouldn't fit in at the Nihilist Club, you know? I don't think they'd want me around. You're just a ray of sunshine, my friend. A ray of sunshine. Like, I'd be the guy that didn't get it. I'd come in there and I'd be like, Nihilism, Nihilism, everything tastes like ashes, swish. And then be I like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm seeing them a song about nihilism, but they don't like the song. In fact, they're just mad that I'm singing. Hey, yeah. you're getting back from her cloud. I know, yeah. That's how she does, man. She descends from the cloud every once in Thanks, a while. Bjork. And, and then says the same shit she always says every time, Bjork. God damn it! You know, that's why we have a band leader here on Toga in the morning for random interludes like that. Exactly. And then you talk to her about it, and she's like, you are singing to me, and you're like, I'm not fucking singing to you! I'm trying to tell you something! She's like, eat the song! And you're like, oh, God, this again! Some of us struggle with personal communications, and we're going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Bjork is not. She just lives in Bjorkland, man. <laughs> Let's move off Bjork. Seems like it's a touchy subject for you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to trigger anything. He says he says all these things about me, but all I do is Bjork, 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 Bjork. All I do is Bjork, 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 Bjork. And now she's doing covers? Now, Bjork. Bjork. It's not your strong suit. Now, Bjork, do you think at some point we're going to have to issue trigger warnings for our trigger warnings? And if so... How will we do so? Oh, so a trigger warning is is like a crescendo, but uh, it's a very sad one. That's all I have to say. It's like a city. <laughs> Thanks, Bjork. Um, Grisha, I'm not sure what part of the uh, program we're on here. Is this a freeform discussion time? I think we yeah. I think we skipped inappropriate audio auto tune because uh, neither of us have the tools for that. Um, sure don't. So, fuck that shit. So let's move off of freeform discussion time, since we clearly have been doing that for a while. We'll move on to good news, and then maybe wrap this up. Yeah, let's do that. Alright. Good news. Have you got some good news? I've got some good news. You hit me. Hmm? Uh, human beings put a spaceship <laughs> in orbit around Jupiter. And that's good news, because, A, Jupiter's pretty sweet. Um... It's got a lot of moons. Saw a really cute picture of the moons orbiting Jupiter. One of them was in a lower orbit, so one's like, one's like there, one's like there, one's like there. The podcast listeners get none of this. I'm doing stuff with my fingers. Sasha's also getting none of this because the video feed had a long time ago, so that was just for me. But the moons are all crooked and stuff. One of them's on a weird axis. Uh, I didn't know that was possible. That was cool to learn. I learned that from a picture of Jupiter. And I'm just really excited that human beings are good enough at sending spaceships to places that we can send them, what, 5.3 billion miles and have them land within one kilometer of where we wanted them to be? Like, Yeah, now, Grisha, I've got some thoughts about that. First, the video feed's not broken. I'm just very, very still when I hunt my prey. Uh, and secondly, as Grisha said, yes, there are indeed humans in orbit around Jupiter as we speak. Uh, what to make of these brave astronauts who traveled halfway across the solar system to orbit Jupiter? And, uh, Grisha, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there's any way they're coming back. They will die in that gaseous cloud. Yes, um, they will die in the gaseous cloud above Jupiter. Um, but, you know, that being said, they're all Mormons and they don't believe in any of this, so... Uh, they just think they're going to Krasnodar, which is uh, where God lives, 
uh, we told yeah. them it was that planet. But the benefit is, <laughs> they, their names will live on forever if indeed someone tells me, and if not, then I don't know who they are, but that's okay, at least they died on Jupiter. That is exactly what it says on Mormon underwear, and that's what they believe. And we respect them for it, and we're glad we got to send them there to die. Uh, thanks, Mormons, you're so nice. You just, you know, couldn't stop us from putting you on a spaceship, Jupiter. <laughs> are you suggesting that this was non-consensual? That huh? these are, in fact, uh, astronauts in uh, against their own will? Well, I mean, we had to do it because Mormons are the rabbits of humanity. They breed the fastest. Um, it's just been scientifically proven that they have more children than anyone else. So if we're going to send people to another Risha, planet, everyone who's ever met a Mormon knows <laughs> these people fuck. It's it's quite clear. It's quite clear, because they have so many children. Um, yeah. And exactly, and you, you want people on a mission, do you want people on a mission to Jupiter, they're going to pull out? No, you don't. You want people that are going to stay the course, stick it out, get to that, you know, keyhole. You know? Fire the burn rockets. You know, there's got to be some sketch show that's done a sketch with, like, people making love as fighter pilots, and one's just like, pull out! Pull out! They always like, no, I'm going in! And then one of them explodes or something? I don't know. Yeah. It seems it seems like so that, that territory has got to be covered already. I mean, and there's that Star Wars guy called Porkins, so that joke really, like, is waiting to be worked in there, too. There's also that Star Wars guy called Porkins. <laughs> May we never forget his brave sacrifice. What is he, Red, Red Six? He's read something. <laughs> sure he is, Grisha. He's called, I know he, on the credit, he's like Commander like Porkins or something. And he's the fat dude that like gets shot by the TIE Fighters right away. Or I think by a tower, <laughs> even. Like, what a bitch. Yeah, well, we, we all know which one he was, Grisha. He was the fat one named Porkins. <laughs> what more can you say? What more can you say? I mean, he was the guy on set, you know, that got laid the most. And that's why they called him Porkins. An homage for all the a little inside Easter egg for all you Hollywood insiders. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Me too. Me too, buddy. But good news, man. Human beings in orbit around Jupiter. A bunch of brave Mormons gonna die up there. So, like, you know, whatever. They love that. Hopefully they'll Instagram some pictures. I mean, they always wanted their own planet. hey yo. Yeah, but due to interplanetary law, that you can't own a planet. Um, so you can't when you're the god of it. When you die as a Mormon, so they just want to die, so they can own their own planet. Why not send them to a planet to die, hedging their bets? Oh, I mean, I just, I just don't think that's going to hold up in space court. I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm, I'm legally, space legally not allowed to offer advice on this subject. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, on the space court, that legal argument is actually referred to as the space jam because it slam dunk court case. And that's why it's called the space jam. And that's why you don't go to my space court. (laughs) That's exactly correct. (laughs) You get space jammed by my heavy legal chops on the front of Mormons in space. And when he says space court, that pun works both ways, friends. Yeah, I know. And it works to the space jam thing, too, which is why I'm so proud. It's like, <laughs> do a rhetorical argument, shoot a three-pointer. you got to do both. 
Otherwise, the question doesn't count, Grisha. Wow, that was deep. I didn't get that. <laughs> Never mind. Are we done with this? <laughs> I think Literally, got... no one's going to listen to an hour and 40 minutes of shit. Huh? That's Barely we're... even me. We're going to cut out the bathroom breaks. We're going to cut it down to like an hour and 20. People love it. <laughs> How long do you think you were in the bathroom for? <laughs> it's... It was not 20 minutes. Look. We're going to cut out down to the good parts, and it'll be like eight minutes long. I think I think you were concussed. Probably. <laughs> I poop hard, dude. Oh, Grisha, is there anything you want to say on Toga in the morning before we sign off? Um, I just want to say that I'm so happy to work with Bjork, even if um, she's maddening and... Um, even though that Tom York said that her voice is both childish and sexual, and that's just troubling to hear. So, yeah, just that. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're okay with any part of that statement. No. Sounds like a bald-faced lie to me, but hey, you're my brother, I love you, I'm not going to ask any more questions. Not, not on this edition of Toga in the Morning. I'm your co-host, Sasha Kramer. Yeah, and I've been Grisha Kramer, and let me ask Sasha a question. Um, do you have any good news or shameless plugs for things we love? Because those are the only things we left out at this point. I sure as hell don't. No good news? People are on Jupiter. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is playing DNC. I'm bringing all kinds of good news. Um, also, I made macaroni and cheese with bacon in it tonight. That was excellent. Do you have any good news? Everyone you've ever loved is going to die and rot in the ground. All right, so Sasha gets the good news thing the same way I get being a nihilist. Um, that's become assured. Hopefully we can make that a bit. Maybe we can have a good news segment and then a Sasha nihilism segment where he tells us good news like, hey, we're all rotting slowly and you're just not rotting that slowly right now. Nihilism, nihilism, everything tastes like ashes. You know? And that could be like a segment. But well, we are a crazy bunch. There's no doubting that, Grisha. Two of us, one bunch. I know. Well, we're going to skip shameless plugs for things we love, because as nihilists, or we love nothing except the sweet embrace of our coming doom, um, which we all look forward to, um, especially me. I'm really looking forward to it. I know Bjork's looking forward to it. And I know Sasha's been looking forward to it a long time, so pretty soon we're going to embrace the void and not be here anymore. Who's excited about that, guys? Woo! Mm. Embrace the void. Become darkness. We'll all be darkness. And nothing but... <laughs> All right. Later. <laughs> and three, two, one.